Does that mean you're not going to do an intro? Oh, I'm going to do an intro. All right. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's gonna like have to whisper. She? she does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, by the way, I can't cook. I I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning dinner. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing bobs I'm so sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... Hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season two, A Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. We all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was so darn but it was Jen, what are you I doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. Ooh, Ooh this would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They similar. They start with N? Yeah. Good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Yeah, Ray, I thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the front. <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, he's slowing down! We have everyone watching at the exact same time. <laughs> it's a ginormous file! This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality! <laughs> it's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. <laughs> this is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, my can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly Wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby <laughs> had one time. The McGorgasm? That's hilarious. It's hard to say the mayor. That's wicked funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E-J. <laughs> Bob is a boot man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. And welcome back to Point of View Weekly. This is Ryan. 
is Danielle. I'm Scott. <laughs> and I'm Sue. Sue sounds like we're, she's we're in. We're not at the table of awesome. We are not at the table of awesome because right now, somewhere, Bob is listening to this in tears. And he's my biffle, so I feel bad doing that to him. Um, Sue, for whatever reason, sounded like she was in a barn temporarily, but she, she seems to be walking back the barn. Um, Do I need to get louder? <clears throat> no, 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 no you sound good. Don't, don't get louder. That, that's actually not so good, we found in the past, because Danielle's poor little eardrums. I think Danielle's looking up dishwashers again. I can't tell, but I'm, I'm trying to tell which we're sitting across from well, each Danielle other. Danielle should be looking at dishwashers. I can actually tell what she's looking at by the reflections <laughs> in her glasses. I'm trying to tell. Um, one of the things I want to talk about in tonight's episode is the season two premiere of The Last Ship. Now, I have a co-worker who I, I seem to remember, I turn her on to a lot of TV shows. I almost just said I turn her on. You haven't met my coworker if you say that. But um, I, I seem to remember she liked it last season. So I said to her after this week's awesome two-hour series premiere, hey, did you watch The Last Ship last night? She's like, I didn't know it was on. I'm like, what? go home, watch it tonight. It's on demand. She sends me a message. Verizon hasn't put it on demand yet. I'm like, well, it's like, you can buy it. It's two episodes. It'll be like five bucks on iTunes. She's like, if it's not up by tomorrow, I'm going to buy it. Mm. She just sends me a text message just as we're about to go on air. It was fabulous, and I didn't even have to pay for it. Good. <laughs> well, there you go. Sue gets it. Bonus. I'm going to repeat for Danielle. Okay, Danielle's distracted because the cats are looking cute. Danielle, They're so cute. Danielle, mm-hmm. hi. Hi. It was fabulous, mm-hmm. and she didn't have to pay for it. That sounds dirty. There you go. Okay. It just takes a little bit longer, but we get to the same place. That's what she said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want you to miss Bob too much. <laughs> if you don't want me to miss Bob, that was for you. Because Bob, Bob is clearly dead. Bob right now is is sitting in in you know Bob Land going wow 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 I can't mm-hmm. look up I can't see the reflection in your glasses Shut from here up. oh I just saw something it was red you're looking at something there's red there's nothing red look up look up look up at me look you're up. insane there's something I can see something oh maybe that's your soul look to the left <laughs> <laughs> Ryan you have, Ryan's issues. An you have issues. now. I thought he said something He's else. He's trying to, like, read my glasses. It's, like, not... No. It, it, it's cryptic. It's weird. So this is our first podcast since um, since Sue has returned to the West Coast. It's our first podcast since Scott was trapped in America and couldn't find an exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He left. let me out. There was only one flight a day. <laughs> There's only one flight to Canada a day. Yep. Because who the hell ever needs to go to Canada no. if you live in the United States? I could have gone to Vancouver and stayed there overnight, but uh-huh. seeing as I know no one in Vancouver, I decided not to. Would you find it not comforting to be closer to your own people? <laughs> mm, I suppose, but there's the whole sleeping in an airport thing. Yeah, there's that. Tom so. Hanks made a lot of money doing that, did he not? The terminal? Yeah. Although he was dying, is that not correct? I don't mean to spoil you, but the name of the movie is know. Terminal, so I'm well, thinking it was Well, as dying. in, like, no, it's The Terminal. I, I thought it was a double entendre. Oh, it could be. Maybe. Could have been one of those things. <laughs> and, Scott, your parents had trouble getting home, too. Is yes. that correct? <laughs> Sue sounded like she was notifying him. Scott, your parents are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I saved her for yes, Ravens. They, did. they ended up um, being delayed because... Now, what was it? I think their flight from... 
Scotland to Toronto was delayed, so then they couldn't get the flight from Toronto back to um, Saskatoon until much later, or something like that. Well, that kind of happened with Sue. We dropped her off at the airport, and then she remained there for quite a long period of time because her her flight was delayed. And then a really, like, I have to tell you, Danielle and I are fans of Castle, and we recently watched an episode where there was, like, a murder on a plane, and Castle is in the air, and he has to solve the murder. Now, Sue is on the plane, and she is flying towards Oregon, and she has Wi-Fi, so she's chatting with me. So I said, where is the plane? Because they have on, on JetBlue, at least, I don't know about the other airlines, but they have that station you can go to that tells you where your plane is over the map. And you can watch your little flight. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Sue yeah, was we watching. Those, the Canadian ones as well. Canada does have that technology. So Sue is is watching hockey. So Sue don't give a damn where Sue is. So I'm like, I will check for you. <laughs> Now, it was what, the Stanley Cup final. It was very important. Now, usually the flights fly over, like, Michigan, because that's really the only time you get people to go to Michigan is if you fly over or then route to somewhere else. And then Aww. they and they continue. Well, Detroit, mainly. Except your your grandmother goes there frequently. And then you just keep flying, and you fly, like, over the, the Dakotas and Montana, and you kind of come down to Oregon. Well, I check, and Sue is racing towards the North Pole and is deep into Canada. <laughs> So at this point, I'm like, Sue has been hijacked. No one has told her because she's so focused on the hockey game. And I'm going to have to be like Sue's ears on the ground. And I'm going to have to feed her information as she solves the the, the hijacking. Yeah, so the I get this post. message. Dude, you're in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And then I'm thinking, if I message her and say hijack and it goes over FAA oh Wi-Fi. God, don't do that. Is that going to be bad? It's going to be awful. Can you text someone on a plane and say hijack? Are we allowed to do that? Well, the Patriot Act expired like well, the day before. What if you're before. saying hi to your friend named Jack? Really? Yeah. What? So if you say hi, Jack... <laughs> You, you think you could just say that near an airplane and you're not going to get cat well, research? Well, then you're screwed if you're named Jack, then. No one can say hi to you. Do we consider Jack for a boy? I don't think so. No, your cousin's baby's name is Jack. Yeah. We didn't want to do that. Jack. I like the name that we came up with, that Julia came up with. Oh, we have to tell what happened with Julia, too. We had a fun time with, with, with They're Julia in Florida well. at the moment. That's fun. They're at Hogwarts. Well, they're going to be in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. They left early. Like, they saw their uh, post. They were on the plane by, like, 6 a.m., I think, to get to Florida. It's getting cloudy. I'm worried it's going to rain. And we're going to get a thunderstorm. Are you a little uncomfortable? Mid-podcast. I heard that you might have a tornado during the podcast. Well, all of southern New England is apparently under a tornado watch, but they're saying it's not as bad now as it was earlier. So, I don't know. Well, earlier today, clouds yesterday, but none of them touched. Really? Down, so. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier today, I've seen people yeah. posting them on Facebook today. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. It's actually very scary right now because it's very bright and very it's, hot. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's like it, bright, but it's it's like it's a weird, weird. sky. I reached yeah. out to Melinda Leo a little while ago. Now Melinda was like, you know, the, the centerpiece of Sue's trip to New England, and Sue 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 boated with, with Melinda. And not in the dirty way, like Danielle and I both did. Oh, they, they actually went on a boat. Sue met Leo of the band Melinda Leo, and it was very funny. <laughs> I liked Leo, except for that, yeah, I liked Leo a lot. Except, okay, now there's controversy. Didn't 
didn't like the nickname he gave me. But other than that, we're good. Oh. That was a nice nickname. A- at the end of it, he gave Sue a big hug and said, what do you say? You're a, no, he's like, you're a hot shit. Like, you're kind of like a warm turd. And then he See, referred to See, hot shit that. is okay. Yeah, he referred to her as a warm hot turd. Hot shit was okay. The warm turd thing, though. Repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, he did that repeatedly. Well, I reached out to him. Oh, there's a bird on the deck. Bird. Bird. Big bird. No, not, not big bird. On the, well, on the railing. I'm blocked by the curtain. <laughs> well, it's big bird. Big, big. I'm totally blocked. Thank there's, you. There's big Well, take your thing what off. Color? Oh, it flew away. It was. It, 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 it? it had like a red shin. It, it, it was a robin. It was a robin. Big bird. Big, big giant bird. Now, medium-sized bird. Now, I took Ryan and Danielle bird watching. Danielle did really well. Ryan, not so much. He I could, abandoned us in mm-hmm. the middle of the forest and ran for his life. No, I didn't. I was taking pictures of the pretty trees. No, you left the one in Mark. Oh, that one I left you, you left for dead. Oh, I totally did. I, I, you left your pregnant I wife did. in a wildlife refuge. Oh, in Marblehead. Full of spider webs. In Marblehead. And mosquitoes. <laughs> That's where, like, the posh people the are. What's the worst thing that could happen to you in the, in, the, in the dark woods of Marblehead? Someone steals your 401k? It's it's a, it's a I don't wonderful... I there could have been killer attack duck. I actually went back to the car... And and I was and reading. Sat I was reading a. I was reading a draft of of Melinda's next chapter because she asked me to to look at it. And I actually sent her a message saying, "You you can tell you're a gifted writer because I left my pregnant wife in the woods to 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 read this." And that was the thing. <laughs> well, I actually talked to her earlier today, yeah. and the um, the tornado was bearing down on her hometown, so she went to Friendly's. Nice. Oh, that's good. I'm giving Danielle the evil eye right now because she's kind of like. She she's very focused on her. We on don't her take computer. tornadoes seriously. We don't. Well, I no. have to say, Marblehead sounds like somebody dug up a broken statue there or something. So, oh look, I found a headless statue. It's Let's kind of Marblehead. You know what it is? It's where you'd live. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. It's where you'd live if you got like double backed stock options. Do you know what I mean? What? Or if you have like a butler, you kind of live in Marblehead. It's 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 it's. Are a, you at play tennis? Tennis. Yes, we actually drove through Marblehead. We drove through the posh section, the posh yeah. section of, of Marblehead. And I don't think there's an unposh section. Well, there was. The the place near the near the the, the area on the other side of the bridge where the homes were only valued at less than five million dollars. Uh, like mm-hmm. that was the crime district. That was the that was the slums of Marblehead. <laughs> but in this other section we're driving by. And we're driving by a tennis club. And all of the people there were, it's like Downton Abbey plays mm-hmm. tennis. Everyone has like their valet. See, you were freaking out. You were like, oh, I was look at them out. in all their white. I'm like, but white is a very classic color to wear at a tennis court. There wasn't one person. It's probably a dress code. Yes. That doesn't surprise me. I'm sure it's a dress code. Everywhere you go. I don't know. I mean, I watched white. Wimbledon. Wimbledon is starting up soon. Yes. They, they Wimbledon. White. Wimbledon. Yes. White. Wimbledon. Yeah. You're comparing Marblehead to Wimbledon. Hey, the Brits get a lot of things right, okay? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, but what they I'm get s- tennis right. But what I'm saying was I was expecting to see Lady Mary Crawley out there playing mm. with Robert, her father, who cannot make a good decision for to save his life. He made, like, one. No, then he tried to get involved in a Ponzi was. scheme, if you remember that. That was just horrifying. Yeah. So we went to Marblehead, and then, like, we looked at all these shacks in Marblehead. Which had views like that were probably worth yes, about eighteen million dollars. The shacks of Marblehead. Yeah. Why am I talking about Marblehead? I don't know. You keep talking about Marblehead. We're kind of over Marblehead. Yeah. I thought it was a funny we, name. Uh, we decided we should talk about it some more. 
Danielle and I are at the stage of the podcast where we're flipping each other off at the table, and she flipped me off, then I flipped her off, then she gave me the look of you're flipping off your baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can, because th- you have to be careful now. Because she has that look in her face like she's on Etsy, and I can't. I'm not prove on it. Etsy. I need like a, I need like a mirror. I need to reflect the light off your. Uh, I'm gonna move this chandelier. You know what? She's no, turning no, the no, lights no, off. Shutting it off. For you she, to know exactly what she's She's shutting at. the lights off, so I... <laughs> ha! Now your monitor is the only source. Oh, I can see so much better yeah, now. you notice, all I have open is my messages, just in case I have a message from somebody. I see Google. Really? Because Google's not open. Well, I can't tell what the hell you're doing. Did, did, I don't have Google on my computer. The Google. <laughs> The Google. So Sue came to New England. She saw Mobblehead. We hung out with Julia and her husband. We had fun with Julia. We, Julia came and we said, "Let's play cards." And Julia said, "No, this is the thing. We have, you have, yeah, you have to, you know, you have to lead up to this." Now Julia is coming with her husband Michael. We have not met Michael before. When you need, I've never met Julia before. I've met Julia before. When you meet new people and especially like you know the spouse that maybe doesn't get pofwa, you kind of ease in. Mm. You try not to, for example, moon him. Well... Do you know what I mean? It's you, usually not hard to avoid mooning people. Well, you never know. So you try and you try and be on your best behavior. Now, the, now, so Julia comes to our house, and, and the, 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 the reason Julia was so great, gracious enough to drive two and a half hours with her, boy, with her, with her boyfriend, with her husband, to, to, to come hang out with us was, I'm a celiac, and she's... And, and she and, and him are, 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 you know. They're kosher. They're kosher. Everything. You, you can't. Spit it out. You cannot, cannot survive as a celiac Jew. That's what I've decided. There's no way to do it. Because well, you the, can, but you have to cook at home. And does the rabbi have to bless the food? Is no, that a thing? You, is that not It's difficult thing? for them to eat out. No, I understand that. That's what I'm saying. It's very. It's, I'm, but they can eat at home. As they can I'm eat saying. at home, and we can and eat at home. And unfortunately, we don't all live in the same home, so we had to, we had to make some hard decisions. So, so they came here, they brought their food, we had our food, everything was good. So, I'm keeping it in in my head. I don't want to do anything offensive. I'm trying a new thing, and I know that there's many rules. I couldn't remember if I was supposed to hug Julia. I didn't think I was supposed to. I, you know, I, I shook her husband's hand. We had a good chat, but I'm, I didn't want to do anything that would you know be embarrassing as I meet the couple for the yeah. first time. So we come in the house and and we're all ha- we're small talking for about an hour. It's lovely, and then Julia says, "Can we play cards against humanity?" <laughs> now you may recall when we played with Scott. Scott had to censor a few of the, of the <laughs> cards because yeah. because some of them are quite graphic. So we start playing, and I know in my first hand, I had the card labeled Auschwitz. Oh no! And I'm like, don't use the card. Do not use the card. Don't do it. 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 So. We're trying to have a non-awkward game of cards against humanity, and luckily for us, her dear husband, Michael, played the Holocaust card first and broke the tension yeah. and everything from that point he onward. He did bless it was lovely. It was funny. There was, a minor, there was a minor issue with glory holes, which we, can, we don't need to really go into, nor does anyone, and, <laughs> um, and, and everything was lovely. We had a really good time. We met up with Omelie. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, yes! The, 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 the fun thing when you meet an internet friend... Is you only have their little avatar to go by. Now I've met Omelie before, but still, it's been a few years, you forget. So you go by that little avatar. Now the only time I can say it didn't work well was when we met PS. 
because yeah, oh, it's, it's a little different when you don't have like she's not in a character we found very quickly. So we show up at the train station to meet Omni. You know, Omni in her picture is this cute little you know black haired Caucasian woman. You know. <laughs> Who's well, she wearing, has a hat on, right? Who's, who wears a lot of Slytherin hats and likes to carry, you know, like her crocheting with her. She's we, very talented at we, that. We show up at the train station and the only woman present is a, um, it, it is a, um, woman of black persuasion who weighed about 712 pounds. So I'm like, I don't think that's Omni. So we're driving in circles, driving in circles. And there was like some old guy there. There was an old dude. There was like a guy on a bike. Yeah. It was it was very odd. So we, we managed to, to pull the whole thing together. We went out to dinner. I had an autocorrect fail. I, I got the Apple Watch. I'm playing with it. And I tried to tell Melinda we're hanging outside the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I told her we were banging outside the restaurant. Yes. It happens. You made yeah. us go in the Apple store. I did. And thank God. Look you at things we can't afford Thank to God. Buy. You think, well, I already have the watch. I don't need I to buy anything else. So then, you know, Leo showed up. He and Omni fought over interest rates. As you do. But, but wait, wait, wait. What did I forget? First of all, we're sitting in the restaurant waiting for Leo, and Danielle looks out the window, and all you see are... Pregnant women can do weird stuff. <laughs> and, and, you know, like the lower half of somebody's legs... The shades are down. You only see the feet. You only see, like, from the knees down, everybody. The shades are dry. She's like, I think that's Leo. And doggone if it wasn't Leo. <laughs> From the shoes. She yeah. looked at shoes and she instantly could tell it was Leo. So Leo, if you've never met Melinda's husband, he comes into the restaurant. He goes, he, he, he doesn't even come to the table. Goes directly to the bar. Mm-hmm. Gets his first beer of the evening. And walks into the men's room. <laughs> With the beer. Like, I'm like, that right there is Leo. And that's all you need to know. And Leo was great. Yeah. But Leo was, he was fun. He was very funny. I enjoyed him very much. He's just one of the, probably the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing was, like, I'm sure that, you know, he and I don't agree on anything politically, but that was okay. We, we got around that. Well, you know what? The thing that kills me is because I'm involved in town politics and I follow national politics. And the, and the thing is, when it becomes a team sport, you kind of hate the person on the other side. If you actually were friends with someone on the other side, it would be a lot harder to insult them, we find. So we, we talked politics and we talked, you know, economics and fiscal policy and all these things. The next day, Danielle's like, you know... For a second there, I think I might have been a Republican. No, I didn't never. Say, she didn't never say said that. that. Never said that. But she thought he was. He was very. I thought like I had never heard someone explain certain things that way that actually made more sense than when you have just ridiculous pundits on either side saying, you know, right. Because that's the thing. Because it's, it's a team sport, and your side's always oh, it just started raining. Did it? Yeah. Ooh, it's really creepy. It's outside. really creepy because it's raining, it, but like sunny over there, and it's like a weird it's sunny. Like a weird sunny. This is like the sunny from Battlestar before the world ended. Yeah. Ooh, this is. I creepy. don't like this. If you were in, if you were in California, that's earthquake weather right there. Oh well, we don't. Well, we get earthquakes, but really little. Do you know I actually have earthquake insurance? Of course. I don't know if you know that. Yes. Yeah. They laugh because you never know. They every they laugh at me every time I renew the policy. You never know. Too. I'm like, am I, am I the only one who has this? It's like, no, we got like three, four guys. <laughs> well, you'll be the one laughing if there's an earthquake. So Sue, um, Sue, the other one, Scott. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> you went to America and they wouldn't let you leave. Yes. Well, I didn't get to the airport early enough to be early for my flight. Oh. And being um, that there is only one flight from Denver to Calgary a day, they all leave at that 45-minute beforehand deadline thing. So there was no one there by the time we got to the counter to check my bag in. Really? And they tried paging, will someone from WestJet please come to the counter? And nobody did. So. Oh, my gosh. Wait, the plane leaves 45 minutes early or everyone leaves the... The counter, 45 minutes You're early. supposed to be there 45 minutes ahead of time to get checked through and be there for boarding, etc. And mm -hmm. um, we were there about 20 minutes ahead of time oh. by the time that we, because, you know, there was, we missed the exit three times, and then there was construction at the end that we thought we were supposed to get into, and we discovered how to finally get into there, and then we, then we realized that even though it says E18 on the boarding pass, that's the gate you go through to get to the plane. The WestJet gate where you go through security is E37 on the other end of the building. Um, ah. So, uh, How did you enjoy yeah. our country for an extended period? It was fun, actually. The rest of the time. Was, <laughs> so it sounds like the airport was confusing. Airport was but, yeah. Now, you went to, to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I believe, or, or you went to the Dallas area. I'm not sure if it was the Fort Worth area, but you yeah. went to an area that was heavily flooding. Is that correct? I did not see any evidence of the flooding. They talked oh. about it, but we didn't go near any of those areas. So it was fine. So it wasn't, Apparently, yeah, it's like it was all uh, It started raining again like a week after I left. But it, I would love to see Scott yeah, in 97 had, while I was there. So, they've had know. some weather. You know those crazy, crazy people who swear like big political events never happened and the government made them up? I would love oh, to like see... Oh, like the moon landing? The moon landing, I'll ask, uh, you know, the, the moon landing is probably the most benign thing because usually it's like tragedies they say mm -hmm. never happened. But I would love to see Scott take on that persona for a minute and say, look, I visited America and I saw no evidence of the flooding, <laughs> which they are... I'm doing Bob's voice right now. Yeah, you are. And that's I see no evidence attempt. to feel it because it was very... That's human, a pathetic attempt we didn't at actually Bob's go voice. Bob is listening to this right now. It's probably about... three. Today is what's today's date? He's working. Ooh, the Apple Watch tells me what time it is. Today is is Tuesday, June twenty third, twenty fifteen, and I can tell Bob is listening to this probably around the same time, minus the three hours, and he is just groaning. <laughs> of course, he's groaning. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's us. It is us. So, what else do we have tonight? We watched Stand by Me. Yes, that can yes. be our main can, segment. Can we talk a little bit about Pottermore? Yes, there was um, some Pottermore updates today. I'm. I didn't get to read it yet. I heard that there's Dursley backstory. It's there's it's so it's Dudley. Well, the question I guess I should ask was it's uh, today is Dudley's thirty fifth birthday. Mm hmm. Yes. But is but what, what was the because I because I read the article and 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 I noticed it was Dudley's thirty fifth birthday and then we were getting into like she's given out backstory I believe okay on Dudley it's, oh I did read this okay Vernon and yes yeah which I've mostly seen before I I only read one of the articles about it but the things that they mentioned in there is stuff I've already read so uh, I think it was like because when I last went to Pottermore I went through. From the beginning again because they'd reset everything and didn't show as me having um, accessed a lot of stuff and it's there when you go into the cupboard under the stairs in the first book so oh. uh, i'm not sure what other new stuff there might be i guess the deathly hallows moments are open but all the things that they mentioned in their article about the dursleys is stuff that i already knew the part about how vernon so it's not hmm. Hated yeah, Harry because like, Harry looked like Petunia James. Met and they did not like James. And uh, when James came over, he 
tried to intimidate him by asking about his car, and James described his racing broom, and when he was talking about Gringotts, Vernon thought he was making fun of him and stormed off, and, and yeah. So the, the Dursleys and the Potters did not get on well uh, from a generation ahead of the books oh, that Harry, we read. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder about that, because, okay, Harry looks like James. I get it. With Lily's eyes. With Lily's eyes. Now, he shows up at at Vernon's house when he's, like, one and a half? Mm-hmm. About there? How much, like, James does he look like? Well, I'm, I think they mean when he's older. No, but what they're saying is, it's not like as he, he you know, he gave Harry a chance up to, to a certain point. Like, maybe that was just part of it. Maybe it's part, part of, the of it. They were yeah. never going to like him. Right. I mean, because... He has, because of the magic, number one, but also, like, you know, they're not looking at it as, oh, it's, we're family. They're saying, oh, you just shoved your kid on us. Right. Yeah, because for Harry, it's different, because he shows up in Snape's classroom looking like a, yeah. like a miniature James, whereas with Harry, he grew up right. with Vernon, and he probably started to look like James uh, moving on. By the way, we recently watched um, Parks and Rec, and I just read Amy Poehler's um, biography, autobiography. And um, she mentions in the end of it that her brother is is doing a sick, or she's working on her brother's sitcom um, called Welcome to Sweden, which is a joint U.S. Um, Sweden um, venture. And so I, I've never seen Greg Poehler before. So we turn on the first episode, and it's creepy because he has Amy Poehler's eyes. No, he looks just like Amy Poehler, but like as a man. No, he has Amy Poehler's eyes. Like, I think yeah. they're actually... They look exactly alike. No, like, people say that, oh, like, you and your brother look like... It's creepy. And I think I know now what they're saying about how it's Harry has Lily's eyes. It's creepy when that actually happens. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that creepy. Like, I would... I thought it was very creepy. I would love if in somewhere during the canon someone was like, and it's creepy. I think it's that creepy. <laughs> I thought it was very creepy. But they had everything. They had the same smile too. They were like they had the same face. What was the thing? Was it um, Arabella and Xenia when we did our first interview with them? We asked them something, and they're like, "No, it's uh, Harry. Actually, has Lily's eyes. They're actually Lily's eyes. Like he keeps them in like a little- <laughs> he keeps them in a jar, jar by his bed. He actually has. He has Lily's eyes in a jar. Yeah, I remember that. He's thing. in possession of Lily's eyes. We actually. Sue? We actually had a comment on uh, the forum this morning. Scott, you might be able to help with this. Um, Of course, it's on the page Mm -hmm. back. Hang on just a minute. I'm going to fill this air because we're live right now. It's episode 139, P-Magic, Squirrel Mort, and P.S. is Intoxicated. Hmm, That must be an old podcast. But we talk about Squirrel Mort. And somebody's wanting to know what fic that came from. Scott, you remember episode 139 off the top of your head, do you not? Hmm. <laughs> I think you were the one talking about it, although... Yeah, Scott, you remember this. You said it five years ago. It was a Thursday. Not so much. Hey. This is what I'm saying. It was at least in the podcast I double-checked. Now, Sue is, is getting yeah. grainy here, and I can't it's tell... It's just internet. If that's Sue's... Well, you guys have been breaking up ever since we started. I hear half of every word you oh, say. Oh, you know what that is? Sue is Sue is back in... Oregon. Sue's back on the farm. Sue, um, our, our good friend, Kate Lestrange, Kate, you guys sent me 
Um, she, no, she, her internet is twice as fast as mine. Mine is a hundred times faster than Sue's. She sent me a screen grab this morning. Hers has doubled in speed. Kate? Kate's. Wow. How is that possible? She is now quadruple mine. We, and I, I want that. And I, well, we have to move there. Oh. And that's where the protests are. But Sue is a hundred. So you are 400 times slower than, than what Kate Lestrange has. It's, it's, it's sickening. It's absolutely <laughs> sickening. <laughs> It's very sad. So, do we have an answer to the to what happened five years ago on a, on, a, on a random Thursday? Apparently not. I'm afraid not. Uh, I do vaguely remember there being a fic where Harry did something or other so that Voldemort turned into a squirrel, but I couldn't really tell him where that is from. I'd have to do a more in-depth search to try and find it. You know you're deeply ingrained in the fandom where someone brings up Squirrel Mort and you're like, I don't My mind automatically went, went to, like... A Squirrel Voldemort? No, Professor Quirrell. Quirrell? Because of the, oh, such Quirrell. a similar... Mm-hmm. That and may have been... Ooh, that's actually where my, that's where my mind went, was to Quirrell. Ooh. Quirrell, that's a weird name to say over Ooh. and over again. Ooh. Is, Ryan's getting excited, folks. What, Look out. What do you call Fick... That involves Snape Quirrell. Squirrel. How have we missed that? Am I the only one that missed that? Is this why I didn't know that Darren, Star- Darren Cross, whatever his name is, was Harry Potter and Blaine from Glee? Remember? I was the last mm-hmm. one and I like announced it to everyone like I was smart. Remember that? This isn't that. Squirrel. Is this a thing? Is- I don't think so. I've never I don't know if squirrel. there's a lot of Snape Quirrell fix. I think there should be just because it's got a great name. Squirrel. Yeah. It's like on Castle. It's like Casket. Not as, not as good it as should casket. be more Snorl. You got to get the sniff in there for Snape. Oh no, I think I I, I think Squirrel, Squirrel's good. <laughs> but but you know, Squirrels and I don't get along, so I don't know if we should be talking about Squirrels. Yeah. All right, Sue. Every Sue's day killer. she kills like four more animals. Well, they're eating her eggs. I did not kill this one. I did not. It died of natural causes. Bernie died- got him. The cat did it all on his very own, and then he ate him. And now there's this this little tail between. See, my house I and can't. House. I can't get mad at a cat. That's what cats do. I love Sue's friend, who said I, Sue posted Bernie ate a squirrel, and I guess it came too close to another post about Bernie Sanders, the presidential <laughs> candidate. It's like Bernie ate a squirrel. It's I like mean, what will the Republicans come that's up with next? That's what cats do. They do. We right, rely Danny, on them to get past. If we had mice in the house, which thankfully we don't, we but don't. if we did, I'd want them to we get don't the have mice. mice. Now, what Danielle did was she was mad that I looked in her glasses, so she turned off the lights. I can't see a thing. We're podcasting <laughs> in the dark. The light, the windows are open. <laughs> it's creepy sunset. out there. No, it's actually a pretty sunset. Oh, it's beautiful. It's glowing. It is. It's, it's glowing with like the anger. Look, of just relax. The Herbie's whatever. sleeping on the table next to us. He's relaxed. Why don't you just relax? Oh, see, Herbie. Sue, you got my message today about how like the the pet the the pet the the vet was like, I apologize, I was wrong. Yes. Our, our, I did get a message about that. I'm a leather writer, and our vet told us um, Herbie was diagnosed with um, with mild to moderate um, kidney disease, uh, and they gave us st- uh, our vet gave us stats on how much of Herbie's um, kidneys remain functioning. I'm like, no, 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 you are incorrect. And she's like, no, I went to you know vet school and. I am right. I'm like, you're very nice, but no, no, no. And she emailed me today. I think we're going to have to split the difference. I apologize. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, Herbie. Ha- yeah. They're like, Herbie has like 0.1% of his kidneys left. He, he should go another decade. I'm like, what? It doesn't yeah. sound right. 
So he's yeah, he's a All good right. boy. So, do we have anything else before we get to stand by me? Because right now Bob is staring at his make-believe schedule and he's getting irritated. <laughs> can we talk about stand by me for forty minutes? Sure, we can because we'll just get on the subject of leeches and watch Ryan's. Well, so oh. I'm, all right. So I have a yeah, I have a funny story. Is this about your your no no your, okay no? But just in terms of this movie, um, I believe I had only seen it probably once or maybe twice, um, and it was a long time ago that I saw it. That's why I was surprised Ryan had never seen it. So I'm like, how have you in all this time never seen this movie? But um. I'd only seen it like maybe once or twice and you know lots of parts of movies get lost in the shuffle especially when you start to watch a lot of movies you're like oh wait did that happen in this movie that movie the two things I clearly remember about this movie and I will never forget <laughs> it's the is the the blueberry pie <laughs> Yeah. and the leech because <laughs> I I could clearly remember one of the characters finding a leech in their underpants but I just couldn't remember which one it was <laughs> and like the blueberry pie you just can't forget the blueberry pie I did not know that was going to happen yeah no, I've, I haven't seen the movie before I didn't know what was going to happen I didn't know if one of the kids died on the way I didn't know who anyone was Danielle uh, who's the guy from from Slithers? Vern, he played, Jerry O'Connell. He, he, Jerry O'Connell played Vern. Vern, Vern. Vern. Like I didn't know it was Jerry O'Connell. You know, his transformations about like Neville's. I know he was like such like a. And they both took their pants off at various stages kid. in their professional career. And he had like the cute little lisp. No, so funny. so we had Jerry O'Connell as Vern. We had Will Wheaton. We had River Phoenix. And we who's the other guy? Which is like the that's like the most awesome. Who's the other ever. guy who looks like a little girl? Who's the other guy? Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. I Corey Ham is the one you're thinking of. By okay, the way. because when 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 Cor- when one of the Corys died, everyone's like, "Oh, one of the Corys died." I'm like, "Oh, that's great. Who are the Corys?" Because I don't know who the Corys are, and like everyone around my office is like, "Corey Haim. I, I uh, he, di- he died in 2010. Well, Danielle and I um, had some yeah. similar thoughts going through the movie, and I kind of find this with like most movies of the 80s and the early 90s that I watch. You watch this movie, and it's wonderful, and it's a classic. Like The Breakfast Club, like all these different movies. And I look at this movie, I'm like, this is a wonderful movie. I'm sure, you know, it's looked at with a lot of awe. They would never make it today. Ever. Yeah. There's there's absolutely no chance of it. They would make half those movies today. Well, let me ask you this, because you and I haven't talked about this. Why would they not make this movie today? Well, because it's too much of a feel-good... It's a coming-of-age movie, and they don't do this stuff anymore. Here's the thing. You write this script... You write the script for the movie as it appears, and you put the stage, everything you want to do in the movie, and you send yeah, it to the studio. It doesn't. It's not fast enough. It's There's not fast enough. What else? What else are they? Get, what, what? When they reject it and they write the notes up, they're going to say not fast enough. What else mm-hmm. are they going to say? To me, there was to me there was one thing that stood out. There's one glaring one thing that they would reject. Every and it, and guy in suits would reject the movie for the, there's a couple of reasons. These two. Do you have anything, Scott? Do you have any thoughts on why they might reject it today? I'm sorry, I'm losing half of your sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't actually know what you're asking. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, why, like, why do you think they would reject the movie today? The suits. What reasons would they give for rejecting the movie? Hmm. It's about, well, it's uh, about kids randomly walking several miles to go look at a dead body. Well, there's probably one. There is that, but just the the structure of the movie, like just like how, like like the, just the the makeup of the movie. 
It seems no very point. There's no girls. There's no girls in the movie. So they're looking at this saying girls won't see it. There's no girls. Where's the romance? There's no romance in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think be- okay because the reason it's I th- they're twelve. The reason right. I thought of the reason it struck me is because the first studio approached to make Lord of the Rings said we're not making it unless Samwise is a woman because we can't have Frodo off on an adventure with a with a male because everyone will think they're gay and. So they said, no, you have to turn Sam Wise into a girl. In which case, Peter Jackson said, okay, screw you. I'll find someone who will make the movie, you know, the right way, the way that it is in the book. And it just seems like we've gotten to a point, sadly, in our society where apparently, what, four guys can't just be buddies? Like, there has to be sexual tension added. Or it's like, if they're close male friends, people assume that they're gay. And the thing is, like... There was the scene, there were a lot of scenes between Gordy and Chris, like River Phoenix and Will Wheaton, that were, they're very intimate scenes between young boys because they're, they're confiding in each other. They're, they're sharing their innermost thoughts. They're, it's very intimate in, you know, on a certain level, but they're friends. They're, they understand each other better than their parents do. They, they're just buddies and you don't read anything into it and you just enjoy the scene for what it is. But I feel like these days, I don't know if they would film a movie like that. Right. I, I just don't. I, some of the best scenes. Yeah, I, I agree. Like a scene, you know, when they're by the woods and they're and, and Chris has his moment where he breaks down. He says, I wish I lived somewhere where no one knew me because everyone just assumes I'm a mm-hmm. troublemaker. Um, and then, of right. course, at the end with Gordy saying, he's like, why does my dad hate me? Like those scenes are really powerful. And. You know, they, they're, like you said, they're 12 year old boys, mm-hmm. and yet they understand each other on this really, this really deep level, and it, it's really great. You know, like, what was interesting for me is I come from the generation where the suits have already messed with a lot of the movies, and like you brought up the example of Lord of the Rings, bring up Battlestar Galactica. It's a classic series. They yeah, look, they made Starbuck a woman. And the first thing they said, you have to make Starbuck a woman. And they did, and it was great. Great. But imagine work. if they hadn't. And then they step in. Like, they could have made Sam a woman, and it could have been great. No, no. But, but we think Starbuck was great. But that's the thing, is we're used to that happening and working well, so some of us don't bat an eyelash. when Now, making Sam a woman is akin to changing, you know, canon for, for the Harry Potter movies. You just don't do it, regardless mm-hmm. of what the change is. But it was interesting, because when you got to some of the scenes at the end of the movie, because I was thinking that at the end of the movie, I'm like, this movie would not be made, because there's no there's no women. They, they wouldn't do that, because they would want... The, the, the girls to go see it to look at the cute guys and they would want there to be the romance. And they, that, that's just how they do it now, which is sad. And I'm watching that last scene where, where um, Will Wheaton and River Phoenix are, are I think it's right after the scene where um, Jack Bauer leaves. They've just gotten back from their trip. They're no, no, it's before that. It's, it's before that. It's They're joking. They're still by the body. They haven't okay. left yet. And there was actually a scene where I'm watching this, and they're kind of like hugging each other. I think it's Will Whedon's crying. And I'm watching the scene, and I'm like, they even just gave each other a look. I'm like, if one of these was an, was, a, was a girl, they, would have 80s, kissed. they absolutely would have kissed at that line. Like, the dialogue even seemed like it could have been mm-hmm. could have been for, for a guy and a girl. And I say guy and a girl at the time because you would never have you know a gay plot line in the 80s. But you were as you would right. now, very easily. But I'm watching this, and I'm even thinking about this. I'm like... What are we being denied today 
because this movie right now, that same dialogue, it just would have been, you know, a boyfriend and a girlfriend. We're kind of denied those. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think what's interesting too is because I remember watching it when I was when I was much younger, and I didn't pick up on any of that. But it's just that right. things no, have I changed. Didn't. Yeah, things just change, I feel like, so much. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that, like, obviously, like, having gay characters on TV and in movies has become much more common. And that's, like, fantastic. I'm not I'm not complaining about that. And sexual tension has its place in stories when you want that. Like, when you want that dynamic between a male and a female or 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 whatever two characters and it can really work it's just this obviously wasn't one of those stories where that that wasn't the focus um but i just yeah i remember when you watch it when you're younger you just you just like yeah these are just friends they're like just great friends yeah they're buddies yeah they're buds and it's weird because i think now they try and put I, i hate saying push the envelope but it's like they try and do something new with every movie number one they look at they, you know, they go over it with the studios and they try and want to make sure they've got enough big names. Well, we even no one knew who he was. I think it was his first. It was one, one of his first, first roles, games. but I mean, River Phoenix, I think, was more known. I think Corey Feldman, because was this before or after? This is 1986. Nice. It was a year before The Next Generation uh, debuted. And the sad thing was, as I was making the comment um, with Corey Feldman, I felt like he spent most of the movie with those glasses I looking. I'm watching so it. I'm like, funny. he looks like Martha Plimpton. Yeah. My my dear friend, we tweet often, it looks like Martha Plimpton. And, and in fact, he did. So there was the, the female character that I've been complaining wasn't added. But, but they, yeah, guys, they so, did put Will Wheaton as top. I mean, yeah, he was starring he, Will Wheaton. So he had the starring role in that. Could you imagine that so, today? Like, with, with like a movie today, it would be like starring, you know, Joe Schmo. And you know, Britney Spears, you know, whoever. <laughs> like it's like Spears. whoever. I I don't know why I thought Britney Spears. I don't know why, but it's like, could you imagine the, the, the them giving second billing to to the to the to the proven performer? Oh, like, I mean, yeah, over a little. I little mean, lean. Richard Dreyfuss would have been fairly well known yeah. at that point. Kiefer Sutherland, Jaws, yeah. fairly well known mm-hmm. at that yeah. point. I mean, John Cusack. That was weird. Did you guys notice John yeah. Cusack in there too? And he he was like way down in the billing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he only showed up in three scenes. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. What they would say if this were today is they <clears> would they would they would have pie charts. They would have the test audiences. They would put it into like a formula <laughs> to tr- to figure out exactly yeah, to pie. figure out exactly. It's like how Netflix does it. They figure out exactly what you need to show and what you can't show and how long it should be before the scene goes to black. And they, they try and calculate this stuff out. And I wonder it's to the point where I, you can't even like me seeing this for the first time. I don't have, the ability to say, well, I remember what it was like when I first saw this movie because I just saw it for the first time. But it's like, I watch it thinking, oh, this this scene would be between two gay men now if this were filmed today. And like, I, I keep commenting on that because it is so strange for me to just see a coming-of-age movie because th- you, they, it would never come again. So one of the reasons I think these movies are so beneficial for us is they're untouched by time. This is mm-hmm. something that you will not see again because even think of like other types of movies. Like I'm, I'm picking on the fact it's a coming of age movie. Look at like driving Miss Daisy. Okay. Let's write a, let's, 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 pick, 
Let's base a movie around two 76-year-olds. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't do that as much. Or, if you notice it now, when they do, like, the um, the, the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, yeah. it's about a bunch of old people. Brilliant old mm-hmm. actors. Let's get every brilliant old actor in England oh, and yeah. put them in the movie. What's the plot line of the movie? Old people retire. Move to India. It's not just about old people doing old things versus young people doing young things. They have, like, they made a movie with um, Clint Eastwood, you know, granted he likes to talk to chairs a lot, and they, and he <laughs> was um, being an astronaut. The purpose of the movie is, let's have old astronauts. Yeah. Like, it's like, they that is the thing. There's there's a particular type of way to make a movie, and everything else has to be like a fringe movie for a friend. It can't just be a... A thing. So that that was my first thought on it. Now can we get to the leeches? Oh, now you want to talk yes, about Ryan, leeches. talk about your leeches. Though Danielle said the two scenes she remembered, I also remembered the train. I knew that one was coming. The train. When they were on the train. Oh, on see, the tra- they blew the no, whole special totally, effects budget. No, I totally forgot that part. Actually, I I did, but I forgot that part. Um, well, because when I was a kid. And even to this day, like, <laughs> like puking scenes in movies would freak me out. I'd be like, oh, gross. But this one is just so, like, fake, comical and fake that it's just, yeah, you know, it's meant all to be funny. All of the people in the crowd have apparently oh, been my eating God. blueberry pie as well. I know. I'm like, oh, they're all, they're all like, <laughs> spitting out grape juice. Like, <laughs> that was the best scene. And I love it because the boys are, like, 68-year-old men. Oh, um, I know. They're I like, w- tell us a story. I would have loved in that shot if they all, you know, like picture old guys after they eat Thanksgiving dinner, they like undo the be- their yeah. their top button and pull their yeah, their, their fly down. Up. If they're just sitting there with their bellies hanging out smoking. Well, they were smoking. <laughs> they were smoking. They but were smoking. And Vern is cracking me up. He stole that whole scene. Oh, he's, he did. He's making all the small talk and he keeps interrupting and they're telling him to shut up. And then at the end of the scene when he's on guard duty. Yeah, I know. That, that was, was funny. That was awesome. I love I love those two scenes. I love that scene, and I love the scene after with River Phoenix where um, yeah. he, he wakes up a little bit and they have the chat. But he was really good. I had to. It's. I looked him up because I wanted to know if there was more stuff I could see him in, and then he turns out to be the one who's died. And like, yes. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Which is interesting when you think of how the it's sad, and I said that to Ryan too. Like he's, I said he was the best one. Not for nothing, he's clearly the at the time the best one in this movie. I mean, he's, he's got yeah. the most depth as the character. Not that the other three were bad by any means. I mean, I think it's being Will Wheaton's mm-hmm. first feature film. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, um, he did really well. Wesley Crusher said, I mean, fuck. And Corey Feldman was great too. I mean, he's obviously like playing this troubled kid who's. Yeah. Got a very troubled relationship with his father. I mean, it's, you know, so that, I thought they all were great. Yeah. Um, but I think it just in terms of what they brought to the role, I think River Phoenix probably, yeah. probably definitely stood out. Yeah. Which the end and of he it just with, died so young. Well, the end of the movie with him fading away. Yeah. I was know. bittersweet. was so prophetic. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> and I thought It's that interesting. Corey Feldman up. actually looks quite similar now. Um, Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell, you would not recognize. They look so different. No. Yeah. Well, we were joking because there's this... Bob is rolling his eyes right now wherever he is. There's this episode in the... So he's 13 at this point, Will Wheaton. When he's 14 a year later, um, he's cast in the role of... And he looks pretty similar. There's a scene about... 
13 episodes into the to the next generation so roughly maybe within two years of of, of this movie uh, there's a scene where um one of the members of the crew gets uh, omnipotent powers and they're able to give anyone anything they want and everyone turns down their gifts because it's too easy and that person learns a, a lesson about you know humility and humanity and all this stuff and the thing that he is granted is um he doesn't want to be a kid anymore so snaps his fingers and he's 10 years older and he's played by this like so this is supposedly what will we then will look like at 24 and he's played by this like buff like like long flowing blonde hair greek god and i'm like really because I'm about as pudgy as Will Wheaton is right now. So we're watching that. And that was the fight thing. Because obviously by 2004, that's not the way things worked out. And I lean over at Danielle. And the great thing about Danielle and I during this movie was we had the same thoughts at the same time. I know. Time. We're in totally Like insane. Martha Plimpton. You know, he looks like Martha Plimpton. And we had that one. I lean over. I'm like, let me get this straight. In about 10 years, Will Wheaton's going to look like Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I just thought the same thing. <laughs> Let's do the math. It's a little bit closer, at least. But I'm like, really. I don't see it. No, I don't see it. But um, they got the voice fairly close, actually, which is interesting. Yeah, because Will Williams got the nasal. listening to Richard Dreyfus do the narration. It seems plausible that this could be Will's character, but. And it makes me more angry because Will Wheaton did a really good job in this movie, especially mm-hmm. his first movie, but he did a really good job and it just reinforces the fact that they totally shafted him on Star Trek. I know. Because they made they him did. into the biggest dork in the world and gave him the worst lines and had a grin goofily and, and clothes. Oh, and the clothes and the and the freaking sweaters and the and the pants <laughs> that didn't zip up in the back. It's not really on Star Trek when he did. So uh, it, it gives me a new appreciation for the skill of Will Wheaton. But yeah, I think when you look at the careers of yeah. of the three surviving boys, I mean, I think yeah. I, I mean, would you who would you say has the strongest? Would I don't you say know. Will I mean, Wheaton? They, well, because they all strong? kind of went such different directions. I mean, Will Wheaton, I think, obviously has done well for himself because not only has he, I mean, he does still do some acting with Big Bang Theory, especially, but I think he's sort of found his corner of you know of the of of geekdom with his podcasts and with his no, I, I his tabletop gaming i, I think mean any blogs i mean he's I got i don't know if i agree with that i think sue follows him much i mean i think in terms of commercial I success i would probably say jerry o'connell i think that will we then desperately i think he's doing what he enjoys the things he's right. doing he enjoys but i think yeah. will we then would love to be you know acting much more but you the think pro- so? yeah I'm here's sure the thing here's the he, thing I don't know. you're casting a sitcom yeah. right you're you're casting a sitcom you're casting a, a family drama do you cast will whedon as the dad well i would i love will well Wheaton. i know but do you bring will whedon do you bring will whedon in for an interview or oh, we're not gonna probably interview. not will that's the thing he's 38 39 years old 40 years old probably maybe even older so he's the same age as everyone else who's mm-hmm. who's up for this role why don't you interview will Wheaton because he's will Wheaton. i don't know it's like why it, it's the thing it, it's not like he's typecast as it but he's a good actor well, he, did, he did a good job on leverage he, he was on three or yeah. four episodes yeah. of that that's the thing sue is am i correct tonight is that is is that he just awesome as will well, we then he was playing himself he plays himself on that well, he plays like a version of himself i mean he's not 
Yeah, but he plays. You know. yeah. Is this something he complains? He complained about. I seem to remember him complaining about that because it's like. I thought it was more that it, he, when he's very open about talking about his depression, that it was something that contributed to his depression. But I mm, felt I like that was it. he kind of has accepted it and is kind of like, you know what? Well, I don't need it. I can. He does all these awesome things that. You know what it is too. It's you like, know, people like you and me and all of us sitting here talking about Will Wheaton. We all know who he is. We all love him. I mean, and there's a lot of people. But that, actors who get typecast, like Star Trek actors. Like James Dewan got typecast as Scotty, so he okay. couldn't do a lot of right. dramatic work after that. So yes, he went. He did the conventions. He got paid a lot of money to do them. Depends on the actor, because Patrick Stewart certainly wasn't typecast. I'd say he he, was a he wasn't typecast, but he's he, yes, he's certainly remembered as in the first yeah, the first line of his by of of his he's also of Professor his, X. Yes. Great. No, he'll be remembered. The, the first line of his obituary will be Captain Picard dead at 95. Yeah. <laughs> it will also play Professor X also. You know, well, he's been in many, many things. Yeah, but yeah. it'll be Captain Picard. Yeah. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think William Shatner's first line? That'll right? be Captain Kirk, that's what that is. And that's the thing, he's not typecast as it, because he's done a lot of other stuff, but he's always Captain Kirk, and I think mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. But yeah, Jane, James Ewan made a lot of money, and he was very well respected, and he, he was very proud of the fact that he saved at least one person's life, <laughs> and all these different things, but do you think he would have loved to have done a yeah, something, I mean, anything? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, I... Just found this quote on the wiki wiki page for Stand by Me and that um, from Will Wheaton saying that he thought that the film did so well and was such a good movie because um, of Rob Reiner, who directed director it. Rob um, the director Rob Reiner, yeah, making he's a, just made wonderful casting decisions and everyone was cast just right, um, especially you know like the, the four leads uh, were really great and so that's interesting too. I mean Rob Reiner, man, he has directed. So many movies. Princess Bride. Like, so many of our favorite movies, I know. Princess Bride being one of them. Is There was definitely, like, a period, like, in the 80s. Like, I haven't admittedly seen as, ma- as often as you have, and you guys have some of these movies, but, like, The Princess Bride, Stand oh, so By Me. Good. There's, like, a, that, that period where all of these, yeah, all these great, great movies, movies that you would never really see done in the same way. Again, it's... Well, and if you think about how kind of simple the movies are, too, especially this one, I mean, basically... It was pretty much all shot in Oregon, um, which is cool. And they they just, like, get a camera, follow these kids around. Like, it wasn't this complicated special effects budget thing. Like you said, maybe the train. The train was probably the only, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And and like I was saying earlier, it... Well, and I'm sure the vomit had a lot of special effects. There was totally a guy with a hose. someone standing there with, like, a hose. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But... You know, it yeah. stood up really well, except for the very last scene where Richard yeah. Dreyfuss is typing on that really old computer. That big clunky computer, I you know, with the green font, fun, like though. with the green writing on it. Mm-hmm. That was great. Mm-hmm. I remember those. Yep. They actually said I um I was talking about the Apple Watch earlier. They got the Apple Watch to run the Apple operating system from 1997. Oh, that's fun. The one that used to need these big yeah. hunky computers yeah. to to run, and, and the little watch is running it. But it's yeah. it's weird for me. I'm being very um, existential this week. Um, we're near the end of the fiscal year, so I have a couple of um, coworkers I've worked with for 15 years who are retiring this week. My barber of 15 years is retiring this week. I have gone to this man. 
I think we've added up like four, 400 haircuts. I think I've gone to him wow. every two weeks for 15 years and we talk about politics or, or the weather or family or, or whatever we talk about. So I've known this guy for a very long time and I have my last appointment with him in two days. So it's, it, I'm, it, we're having a kid, you know, it's, it's one of those weird times where everything is changing this year and very, and, and a lot of stuff will never come back to where it is now. And, and we have a friend who's, um, mom is, is very sick in the hospital and, you, and we have some other people who have some other stuff going on. And it's just interesting when your life chugs along and you think that it'll pretty much keep chugging along like this for a while. And it's kind of like one of those things where you don't see someone for six months and then you see them and they've lost a hundred pounds and you notice it right away, but their roommate might not know this it because mm-hmm. they see them every day. It's like, we're so, we're so involved in what we do that we just think it's going to keep going along and we don't realize that all of a sudden things are changing and, and it's never going to go back to the way it was. And I think about it in even terms of um, th- this movie. Um, Danielle hasn't watched it yet, but I watched a little bit of it. The interview with um, Amy Sherman Palladino, who did Gilmore Girls. They had that big mm-hmm. uh, get-together with the cast of Gilmore Girls. And um, it was on the WB, which is no longer a network. And it was like funded by, you know, the American Family Association or whatever. They got like funding for it. And it was a show about a single mom, you know, who's had a baby out of wedlock, which would never happen today. And the, the funding, not the actual baby out of wedlock. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, but they asked her a question. And she kind of, it's the same thing we're talking about with Rob Reiner. They gave her the ability to, to cast the way she wanted. And they wrote notes. Like, I think she wanted to have one character be gay. <clears throat> they said, no, 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 no. But other than that, they, Pretty much, you know, if if the show had come three years later, that she could have gotten her gay character, but it came a little early, so it worked out. But um, it pretty much came at a good time, and it stayed on the air, and it did very well. And they asked her, what would it take to get a show like that on the air today? And she's like, you absolutely could not. You could never get this show on the air again. It will never, ever happen. And she actually tried to. She put a show called Bunheads on the air, which mm-hmm. is... Very, very similar to the, has the exact same music, very similar characters, a lot of the same actors, and it died after 18 episodes because you can't do it again. And I guess what I'm talking out loud about is I'm wondering, we're talking about these movies from the 80s that you can never have again. What kind of stuff are we watching right now that in 15 years you could not get on the air? I'm curious how it's going to even further change. Mm-hmm. You can never really know which way things right. are going to go. Like what I'm seeing is you have a lot more avenues right now to put things on the air. Yeah. So like right now, you know, Netflix is involved. You can put a show on Amazon. You can put a show on Hulu. You can make your own Star Trek movies with the same effects. They and in some the ways that's can... kind of better because you get way more options and you don't have to have the mass appeal, which frankly, usually dumbs down a show when you have to start appealing to all people because then you can't, you know, you can't make intelligent shows anymore that only appeal to a small number of people, like Sports Night. Right. It was too small. Well, what's happening even now is because there's so many different ways to watch it because they they only care about who watches it live because they're selling commercials, Mm -hmm. so they don't care about the 90% of people who DVR shows, you're seeing... Ratings that would have got you canceled in a nanosecond right. ten years ago is now the number one show on TV right. because you know if if fifty million people watch three stations now fifty million people are watching five hundred stations and it, half yeah, of them it's are, different now right. aren't aren't right. counted because they're GVRing it 
are you going to get to the point where they say, oh, this great show, oh, like 12 Monkeys, the show I just liked. Oh, we can't put that on the air anymore because it costs too much money. Because we can't give you a million bucks an episode. You got like a hundred thousand because we, we don't have the money because no one's watching our network. Like it's, I'm curious what's going to happen to the next generation. So mm-hmm. it's funny. I think if you can get a show it's on the air, you should do it. Yeah. If you can get a show on the air, do it fast before you <laughs> can ever do it again. So we got completely off the topic of the leeches. Oh, but before, Ryan, before you say anything, I have a question for Danielle. Yes. So Danielle, you knew it was coming. Yeah. So were you watching it or were you watching Ryan? Well, it was really funny because, all right. So I knew I was actually waiting first for the, for the blueberry pie scene. Cause I knew that was going to be coming up. And so once he started telling the story, I was like, Ryan, this part's really gross. I'm just going to tell you, I'm like, it's gross, but it's funny. So like, <laughs> When the big kid, the, the, what they call him, Lardass or something, when he stands up and they're like, and you heard a rumble like from deep within, <laughs> Ryan like kind of grabbed my hand because he knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, just brace for it. But it's it's just like a comical scene. Well, whatever. the scene where they're so, like, like, let's so go through the that. woods. Yeah. Let's go through the woods. So yeah, then they, they, and he's like, well, I think if we cut across that field, it's, it's going to be like an hour. It'll be way shorter than following the train tracks. And you see them get to the mud and then the water. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I couldn't honestly remember which... I thought it was Jerry O'Connell's character. I thought it was Vern that ended up with the leech in his pants. But I couldn't... I couldn't remember. And But I did know it was coming. And I remember clearly how it was, like, bloody. Because it, like, grossed me out. And um, so I'm watching it. And I'm not... I'm not really looking at Ryan. But I see them come out of the water. And you can see the leech on Will Wheaton's arm. And I'm like, I don't think... I don't think you noticed that he had a leech on him. And then finally, like, once they start noticing and picking him off, I looked at you and was just like, oh, my God. It's so gross. And they get out of the and water. Then, and then they start looking in their underwear. Yeah, before that, I'm like, they got to check in their underwear. They're not going to be in there. And then he pulls the one out. I'm like, why are they not looking? They could be, like, down below and whatever that thing is called. There's a name for that. It's Because we just played. Um, uh, uh, what did we just play? Well, they we could just, have had them on their butt. How would they be able to? Cards Against Humanity. Butt? No, it's the part between the butt and, yes. and the. There's a little. Do you want to know what it's called? What's it called? The Taint. The Taint. Yeah. I had to Google that last time we played. Okay. I? I'm like, they could all. They all have leeches on their taints. Please tell me they didn't save the episode. I don't know why I was so concerned. It's just a movie. But that was my first thing. It's like safety first. I know. And when he looked down and it's like, oh, no. And it had all clearly like latched on, and it was biting him because it was bloody. I was like, "Oh, it was yeah." And it was a big. It was one a big too. leech, and it's like poor kid passed out. I mean, really, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Understandably, yeah. Exactly. Now there's a scene later in the movie where, um, and they all had like the marks all over them. Ugh, River so Phoenix gross. and Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton makes a joke about like his giant penis because this is after he's fat one. He stared down Jack Bauer with a gun, which is also which is why this movie would never get made again because the NRA would love it. The NRA would love it. The gun, the smoking. Well, and and I mean, there's no way now anybody would would. uh, They pull the movie after the shooting after the shooting in South Carolina. They would pull the movie because because gun's bad. but there's a scene where he talks about his his fat one and, and River Phoenix because this is when I, when I'm joking you know the, the, it could easily go homoerotic if this were a, a female you know actress it definitely would have gone another way he's like who told you that 
Yeah. That you had a fat one, and Danielle's like, the leech. I was just saying, like, a great comeback line would have been, like, the leech. <laughs> and that would have been the best it line. It would have been a great line. Had someone thought to um, Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland looks so different. He just looks so he young. He did. If he didn't, you can, re- if he you can recognize voice, him. I wouldn't really though. doubt it myself. I knew immediately who. Oh that yeah, was. no, you could definitely recognize him. But I it just, took me a second. He's I actually... so young, and I was like, he reminded me a lot of um, oh, what's his face? That other actor. Oh, mo- the actor that starred in the Tudors as 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 the. Uh, what movie? Was I can't um, think of his name now. It's going to drive me nuts. But I, he looks like him. No, that reminds me of what movie was um, James Spader in? Was it Pretty in Pink? Or yeah, he's in Pretty in Pink. It's like seeing James Spader in Pretty in Pink. And then in like the blacklist. And then in the blacklist when he's you know yeah. applying for social security. It's the same. James Spader like, was very attractive in Pretty of Pink. He was supposed to be like the handsome rich kid. He had the full head of well, blonde like, hair and was I, like. I get you now Jack Bauer. I believe if I know Twenty Four saw in the air as of last season. I think he needs a walker. You know that kind of mm. yeah meander, but um, it's just so funny when you look back and you're like, ah, he's yeah. the he's the male, and he's Donald Sutherland's son. He looks more like his father when he was younger. I think I they, look a, see, they look a lot alike anyway. I can actually see that. You're yeah. absolutely right. But it doesn't need the face like he just looks like his father. Definitely, I think so. Yeah, he does. Um, it was weird to see him as the antagonist. Yeah. And he was a he was a real jerk. Like that whole game. He was gonna kill River Phoenix. I mean, he took. He was nuts. He was their well, their gang, yeah, their gang was their gang was horrible. I was so mad that he took Gordy's hat that his dead brother gave him. I was like, give him back his Yankees hat. Like that's his hat. When did he take the hat? At the very beginning, at, he was did he wearing the no. He didn't give it back to him. I'm Yankees that. cap. No, he never got it back. Cap was so horrible. The movie definitely. Was the other guy that ended up with it was um, uh, Eyeball. Yeah. Chris's brother. Yeah. You just have to wonder today if, if say, Rob Reiner's like, I'm going to pitch this. Yeah. And he goes in, he's like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to have the kid with, you know, with we're, we're going to have the movie's going to be based around finding a dead kid. Well, it's based off of Stephen King. In the woods. Sorry. We'll show you the dead kid's corpse at one point. Yeah. There's going to be leeches biting penises. Yeah. <laughs> they all smoke, except for Gordy. It's, it's going to promote, it's going to promote, you know, teen, teenage smoking. Not even preteen smoking. Yeah, they're like 12. They're not. And the good guys, and, and everyone would have died if not for the fact that children are armed in With this guns. movie. Yeah. It's like. No women. Yeah, there really aren't, except for like the kid's mother, who's catatonic the entire yeah, time. There's really yeah. No strong female role models because she does whatever her husband says, her asshole husband. And it's like you watch the movie, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's so good. But it works though, it works because of the, you know at the time when it was made, it works, and it like yeah. you know it's the right group of characters. No, it's set in 1959. Exactly. So yeah, you, you know that. You're not expecting the smoking kids to be in the 80s or now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's true, too. It's a good point. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's you don't think past. they put the smoking kids in if it was the 80s? Well, if it was the well, 80s. Well, the 80s, yeah, but I mean. If, if it was, they did it now, it would have to be e-cigarettes. If it was the 80s. Yeah, they'd be like. The kids yeah. wouldn't take off and be like, we're taking the weekend. We'll uh, see you well, Sunday. Well, kids would never, this, these days, would never Although walk 30 Martha miles. Pl- male Martha They'd all have their, you know, did say, like, I have to get home. My mother's probably sending the police out after me. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Although they can imagine the guy from the trailer park informed all of their fathers where they were located. Yeah. That way's north. Like, that was pretty much it. And he's like, that's the killer attack dog? Oh, I know. Mm. Sick, what was the dog sick balls! Sick balls! I know, sick balls. Was his name Popeye? Well, that was the actual dog's name. What Danielle was, watched um, the entire credits. It was Yeah, the, like, the dog's name was Popeye. Popeye. The, the Popeye. actual dog, not the character. Yeah. It was like fluffy. The character was... Um, uh, oh, I can't remember. I want to say Sarge, but that's not right. It starts Sarge. with a C, I think, but I could be wrong. Chopper. Um, chopper. If it's Chopper. Chopper, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just looked up and saw it. I'm sorry, I've, been, I've had... Yeah, I love it. What he's like, what he really said was, get chopper. him, Chopper, but what I heard was, sit balls. <laughs> it's funny, as you say that, I can hear Will Wheaton now saying the line. Yeah. And that was Will Wheaton then. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it, was, it was definitely a... A good movie. I enjoyed it. That would be an interesting thing to do if they just Recast they them. did a remake and only redid the present scenes and had Will Wheaton play himself. Oh, that'd be and so just funny. do all the voices. Richard Dreyfuss will be like WTF. I don't yeah. get a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> except for Mr. Holland's but, opus, but because yeah, I, that I think that's part of why the voiceover stuff worked for me is because I could imagine him saying those things. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like one of those movies where there's, it, I mean, I guess it is more like a bittersweet story. There's definitely some really sad parts, and all these boys. I mean, I guess I'd say except for Vern, he seemed to have the life. But I mean, the other three all have like serious home issues going on, and they're all dealing with really heavy stuff. But and even though it kind of does end on that kind of bittersweet note with Chris dying and whatever I, it's still like i feel like i still walk away from the movie like happy I, it mm-hmm. you know it just it's a movie that kind of makes you feel good even though it's it can be sad at times um yeah I think it's it has, a little weird yeah. it, it isn't the sort of movie that you would um see these days it felt like for the first half of it there really wasn't much going on yeah yeah it was just you know they're we're, walking we're walking on and train tracks yeah. <laughs> and they're walking a little further oh my god and burn is he's walking on the train tracks and the train is coming decides to hug oh my the god. train track oh my god at that point i saw with a lot and Vern's the only one who like obviously will we does very well for himself because he has a computer and very nice doors you see the door in that study at the yeah. end of the movie? But Vern's like, he has four children, and he's the forklift operator down to the plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, compared to dead and, like, you know, handyman post-jail time, I mean, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Jerry just, O'Connor I don't know. has definitely changed a lot. I did not recognize him at all when I looked him up. No. You wouldn't. You wouldn't recognize him from sliders to this, right? I know. I had to Google him. I'm like, that's the same guy. Yeah, because I was like, it's Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. You're like, who? I'm like, you ever watch sliders? And you're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it's a deep. Picturing like the professor. This <laughs> was like his first movie, though. He didn't. He hadn't really been in it. Well, movie good. Before that. well, that's another thing you wouldn't see today, too. I don't know if you would see a movie with all these unknowns. You would have to. have. Well, actually, Corey Feldman wasn't unknown by then. He had been in the Goonies already. And he was kind of breaking out as a child actor. Will Wheaton and... Yeah. Who's the other guy? Who just says his name? Jerry O'Connell. It was his first film, too. Yeah. Yep. I want to say John O'Connell. Like, who the hell is it? So. (laughs) 
But yeah, I think he did steal a lot of the scenes because he's just so funny. Oh, he's he's like an eighty-year-old man, is like you, stuck you in can his body. Tell. You can totally tell when you're when you're filming it. Okay, just keep him on the screen. Well, they said he was like. Will Wheaton said he was probably the funniest kid he'd ever met. He was just so funny. You know, it's, it's like, and we just did this too. It's like when we went out to dinner with with Melinda and Leo. Leo ran the table because he's yeah. such a presence. And if you have something like that, you can't. You cannot use it. So we have we have about eleven minutes left. Do we have anything else that we want to discuss about Stand by Me? I feel like Sue had something she was going to say. Sue had something she was going to say. I don't think so. No, I don't think I got all of my. Oh, stuff you did. Okay, Scott, how you doing? Sure. It was fun. This is the first time I've seen it, so it was it was interesting to watch. You never. I'm forget- not sure if I would have gone and found it on my own, but it, it was neat. You're never going to forget the leech. And- yeah, Scott will not. <laughs> Scott and I will not bathe in large. The lesson of to water. take away from this is: don't swim in strange water. And always check your genitals, kids, when you get out of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> when you get out of the water. I don't yeah. swim well, a lot anyway. Night, so, you know. Last night, Scott hadn't got to that point. Last night, when we were podcasting, right. and I was like, "Okay, Trisha, we're not going to spoil Scott, but do you remember the scene with the water?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, the leeches," and I'm like, "Don't spoil Scott." <laughs> so she spoiled Scott. And then she looked it up on Wikipedia by then, so I knew it was Aww. coming. Aww. See, Ryan didn't know. I had no he was idea. shocked. Movie's been out for 29 years. I hadn't looked it up yet on Wikipedia. And the funny part is, just to finish it up, there was, um, I've just had the wiki page open just for like basic info in the background of the movie, but because it was based on the Stephen King, I think just a story, it wasn't a book, but called The Body. Yeah. So they were going to call the film The Body, and um, everyone was like, no, that either sounds like a sex film or just like another horror movie from Stephen King. They Mm -hmm. didn't like the title. So they said Rob Reiner came up with Stand By Me. (laughs) They said it was the least unpopular option. (laughs) I'm like, that's a great name for a movie. It's got a built-in, like, soundtrack, because, like, Stand By Me is a great song that you can put in the movie. It just works. It doesn't really have anything to do with it, but it works Well, but it's... You know, as saying, you know, we're stand friends, we friends. stand by your friends. I mean, I think yeah, it, I think stand it works. Stand by each other yeah. and their friends. Because they all had that moment yeah. where they broke down and, and shared different things. And, you know, you had to really feel for Will Wheaton's character because his older brother's dead. Yeah. And his father only cares about Ball. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he doesn't see him because he writes. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean... And he was a so nerd. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just. You know, so it, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, please, go ahead. I just thought that it was really neat that, you know, Will Wheaton's character was the nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to contrast him against his character. To contrast against Star Wesley Trek. Crusher, no. But I mean, no, he's the nerd. Wesley the ran nerd. that ship. Literally, he did several episodes. He ran that ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the nerd who's he feels like his he's completely invisible to his parents now and you know and it's sad it, you know he apparently this is um, among the top three of Stephen King's favorite adaptations of his own stuff so cool you know yeah that's well and it's yeah and it's cool too because I think everyone we all tend to lump Stephen King I think into that category of horror but I mean he's actually written a lot of things that they really aren't or maybe I don't know I guess if you consider Dead Body in the Woods is a little creepy, but it's not, you know, it's certainly not like a horror horror thing. So. Yeah, it's, it's not a slasher. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's because I normally wouldn't read Stephen King. Right, right. I probably would have read. So cool. I just yeah, I just thought it was a really neat feel good movie. And since we'd been talking about Will Wheaton, and I know that Bob will want to talk about it next week, but Will Wheaton's new. Dungeon and Dragon esque show is mm-hmm. out. I watched the first episode while I was with you guys, Titan's and then Grave. I saw the second episode. Thank you, Scott. I knew you'd know the name. <laughs> um, so, you know that kind of. I so Will Wheaton was kind of on my mind, and we had talked about Stand by Me, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, episode yeah. or whatever. Because I was shocked that Ryan had never seen it. I was like, How have you never seen this movie? Like, I. Well, and Bob hadn't either, I think. I know. And it's because it's like a boy's movie. Like, it's a boy's coming-of-age story. Like, it, Danielle was the only one here who had seen it. Me and Sue were the ones who had seen it. Like, I, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah, think... Yeah, so... I don't know. You know, what I was going to say was, um, do we have anything else? Because we got about ten minutes left. And I know the um, the... We don't have a live chat anymore, but the the Puffinians in the chat are um, are chatting at Pothermore. So I don't know if there's anything they're covering we want to bring onto the air and discuss for a little bit. But the other thing is just for um, recommendations because there's a lot of new uh, television out for the summer season. So Ooh. just to kind of throw some out. Obviously, I, I mentioned it at the beginning, The Last Ship. Yes. If you are a fan of Star Trek, if you are a fan of Battlestar Galactica, if you are a fan of the United States Navy, if you are a fan of Firefly, and you are a fan of Chuck, any of those, you desperately need to watch The Last Ship. It had a 10-episode first season on TNT. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere off the top of my head. I'm not sure. If, but It's 10 episodes. You can get it's it. so good. It's, it's great. And this isn't Danielle's type of of show because oh, no. it's it's almost like almost like a like I don't like Die Hard I don't like any of these movies that are just action based and this is a movie this is a series that's both action based but also the characters have a lot of heart has great continuity it feels like classic Star Trek again meets Battlestar meets modern day and it's got Adam Baldwin yes it's got Jane from Firefly oh, it's it's got what? Colonel John Casey from Chuck. And he is awesome. And Danielle, who can attest to this? He's pretty much the reason I watched the first, like the reason I even gave the show a shot. I'm like Adam Baldwin's on it. Yeah, he was he was dr- awesome. he was journal he was Colonel John Casey on on um or, or I forget what it no not Colonel I, I think he yeah was, he was Colonel he was a Colonel for one point it was something else in the beginning spoilers he gets promoted um and uh, Danielle usually conks out around. 30, 9 o'clock. It's kind of tired on the couch. The, the the two hour finale started at nine. She premiere started she at gets nine. Up early. Yeah. She does. She's watching the entire thing with me. At one point, I'm like trying to hold her back because she's pregnant. She's like, unleash the Casey. Yeah. Unleash the Casey. And Adam Baldwin's. And then I so. said, unleash the Jane and go get Vera. <laughs> I was like, come on. It was it's it's a wonderful series and I and I don't know anyone who's ever watched it who hasn't. Actually, liked it. I'm most everyone that I don't know a lot of people that have watched it only a handful. But Everyone's they all liked love it. it, so it's really good. So you got to start from the beginning. Has the a last really ship. great cast, great characters. Michael Conley uh, wrote he wrote the the book. It's based, but off it's of. based very loosely. Very loosely, book. it's 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 a post apocalyptic sort of which I hate usually, line, but, but, it, but it's this done one's incredibly good. incredibly well. Yeah, this one's good. I um. Went on Netflix today to watch something while I was washing eggs. All 27 dozen. I washed 27 dozen 
and we had two dozen of broken ones. Oh. Yeah, you have to throw bad. those out, right? You have to just get rid of those. No, we keep the ones that are just cracked and eat them ourselves. Okay. So I, we got a dozen of those, and then Bonnie eats the rest. Okay. They don't go to waste. But anyhow, Ryan, I thought of you, and and when I tell you this, you're gonna go wide it, but you'll you'll get it. Mm -hmm. There's a Netflix original show starting. It's called Grace and Frankie. Oh, no, yes, we started that. I'm sorry that I'm. Um, you'll. I know why you thought of me. I, we're only three. We watched the first three episodes into it. Three, maybe four, but I think three episodes yeah, into I it. It's great. Seen it at all, but oh yeah, I, no, it's good. Uh, I thought you guys might like it, and I think I might try it. It's wonderful. You'll, you'll like it. it. It's starring Marvin Sheen, um, Lily Tomlin, Sam Wyerston from uh, Law and Order, and and. and Jane Fonda from Everyone's Got an Opinion on Jane Fonda. So um, it, it's it's actually funny because when we were just talking earlier about like <laughs> shows that might not have like this mass appeal, so they might not be on regular network television. I feel like that's one of those shows, Grace and Frankie, that mm -hmm. probably has a much smaller audience, but it's a great show. Like it's it's just well written. It's interesting. Like it has good characters. You know, it's. Well, but this, again, it wouldn't be on network. If this, TV. but here's the thing: like everyone is saying, "Oh, I love this show." That's on. Like people talk about uh, Girl Meets World, and they say, "You know, it, I want it to be on ABC. They'll do more adult plot lines. Put it on ABC." I'm like, it'll get pulled from ABC unless it does a certain number every week. And that's the thing because it's. It, but the other the point I really wanted to make was that if you had three networks, you've only got what 21 hours of. Mm -hmm. of, of, of space to fill. You think for Grace and Frankie's going to get them, but now that you have Netflix, it does. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually very impressed because um, Major Crimes is back. Big fan of Major Crimes. TNT's in trouble. The ratings are, are kind of dropping, but Major Crimes is back. Um, Resilient Isles, which I haven't watched yet, is back. Um, Last Ship, big fan, is back. Uh, and uh, Sci-Fi, um, 12 Monkeys just ended for the season, but they have a new show called Dark Matter, which I'm hearing is pretty good. Ratings are terrible, but Sci-Fi's ratings are terrible, so it's <laughs> it's still there. Um, but the interesting thing is I'm watching Netflix, and it's got Grace and Frankie, which I didn't know was on the air until after it was... The only reason I knew it was on the air was there was an article about how they were they were arguing they wanted a pay raise. They, the women thought they were being paid less than the men on Grace and Frankie, and that was around the the time the politicians were all talking about uh, gender equality and, and pay equity. So, but like Grace and Frankie's on the air. So I went and I checked that out and uh, they have another series called between, I believe it's called between. I watched one episode. Danielle's what? What did I do? Nothing. Oh, I was on Adam Baldwin's wiki page. It says clearly he has no relation to the Baldwin brothers, and it's really funny because I have a friend. Recommended I have a friend. a friend who was no, like, I the, hate the Baldwin. Yeah, she's like, remember <laughs> Amelia Bones from fan fiction? I'm, I always picture her going, oh, hostage situation. Oh, that's my friend. So I'm like, you would love the character of Jane. You would, because he, Jane is Colonel John Casey, who is whatever his name is on Last Ship. I can't even think of it, but he's the same character because he can only play one character with small well, no. adjustments and like you would love him I hate the Baldwins I'm like, I'm like not Alec Baldwin. Baldwin then I'm trying to picture could you picture Alec Baldwin playing Jane no because that's like that's what they must be picturing Adam Baldwin playing Colonel John Casey he's tubby can you, you imagine Alec Baldwin I was aiming for his head <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> you can't that's me that's me Adam Baldwin <laughs> So that was the thing, and and but the, um, between new Netflix season, awesome. Years ago, could be Simon, but yeah, <laughs> sure that. 
But yeah, but it was, it's even that. It's like, but Amazon has like another series out, which I thought looked good. It just started a couple days ago. And then Netflix has the one by um, Tina Fey, uh, but the woman oh, who was in was uh, the, the, the something Kimmy Schmidt, the real whatever it is, she's in a cult for 50 yeah. or 20 yeah. years, the, Unbreak- the Unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all of these shows look wonderful. And I'm like, there's like seven shows here, which I want to see. Like, what are the odds I would like seven new shows? Like, right. which are full seasons yeah. are already picked up. So, unfortunately, I'm intrigued by Sense8. I don't know. I've I heard JMS for it. So. Yes, I read a thing yesterday. J. Michael Straczynski is doing a new series. Is it on? What's it on? Yeah, it's a Netflix series. It's a Netflix original mm-hmm. series, and it deals. I read it briefly, and I was trying to follow it. It deals with uh, gender. <clears throat> Possibly it deals with yeah. It's, it's eight people who are like somehow connected and are like sharing each other's lives and skills yeah. and things. Like they, they look into the mirror and there's suddenly one of the other people is looking out of the mirror and they're both like, "What?" That's more interesting than I thought because basically I was reading an article and they were talking about penises and I wasn't following what the hell the series was about. But JMS was writing it, so I wanted to check it out. <laughs> so I feel better about that. Right, uh, creator of Babylon Five. So. We've done their podcasts. We just follow them everywhere. <laughs> um, speaking of podcasts, Danielle, there's a podcast um, I heard about today on hi. On what? I want to say MuggleNet, but that's not oh. right. It must have been on My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Okay. But it's um, Gilmore Boys. Oh. Gilmore Guys. Gilmore like Guys. Okay. That was, that was the clip I played in the last episode, yeah much about it but it might be something you would like don't know cool. um and then this just popped up and since we have like three seconds whoops we're over hogwarts houses correspond to real psychological personality traits new study finds <laughs> so basically people are saying that um pottermore sorts people into equal houses just because they um they're trying to keep everything fair Mm -hmm. But there's this new study out that says that researchers actually looked into the sorting quiz on the official Harry Potter site and gauged personality measures among fans who had undergone the sorting. And let's see, they were looking for the big five personality traits. traits. Um, Extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, new... I don't know this word. An openness. Um, Cognition? No, it's neurotism. Don't know. Okay. As well as the need to belong. Oh, neuroticism. Yeah. Okay. That sounds better. I'm like, what is this word? It's one of those I have to hear and not look at. Um, The need for cognition and the so-called dark triad trials traits but anyhow they um they figured out that there are actual personalities that go with the different houses and it's not rigged oh, really? so i thought that was kind of cool cool so all the people who are slytherins who want to be in gryffindor pottermore already kind of know their house and are sort of subconsciously um answering the questions going like or whichever house they want yeah you know Mm-hmm. And they, so Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs and Slytherins sort of match fairly closely to the things they were expecting. Gryffindors aren't necessarily a lot more extroverted than the rest, which was what they were expecting because there's a lot more 
spread among the Gryffindors, apparently. Right. Either because there's more people who are kind of Gryffindor by default, or because we know Gryffindor House more and are sort of uh, able to see more of us fitting into that or something. Unlike the Puffo Forum, where like everyone's a Ravenclaw. Remember that? <laughs> it was like a two-year period. It's like Didn't you have people like petitioning to be in Ravenclaw? Oh my god, yeah. There was like a two-year period. Like everyone was going into Ravenclaw. It was kind of funny. They had to like yeah. add on to the cat to the tower. Remember that? <laughs> Is that where the power yeah. tools came in? That was where the power tools came in. Exactly. The power tools, because yeah, they had to build new ones, new space. <laughs> Well, I think it's about time to, to to wrap this episode up because it's about two thousand degrees here now, and we need yep. to we need to turn on the air conditioning <laughs> before we die. So this is what happens, I and Bob isn't here. I monologue a great deal. That's that's what we learned that's tonight. Okay. We love it when you monologue. <laughs> no, you don't. But that's nice. That's all we had. I was waiting for you to follow up. I was waiting for you. Oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for Bob to do it. All right. Um, thank you for joining us in Fargo, which is located near Canada, which won't let Bob in. I'm Ryan. That was the worst outro ever. You want to do an outro? Oh my god. You want to do it? Do you? No. I'm Danielle. I'm Scott. And I'm Sue. <laughs> she her caffeine just kicked in. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you back here next week. Good night, night guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Please hurry Thank back. Thank God. I hope Bob.